When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Do you think it's good that the younger generations are caring less and less about politics? I'd say they care less about like politics in general, maybe more about specific issues. What ended up happening with that Kanye thing? Because it kind of <laughs> disappeared, right? I hope he's over it. I don't know. Um, he said a lot of really terrible things. Uh, at the same time, I think everyone's kind of just waiting for that apology. So, Welcome back to the show, guys. Digital Social Hour. I'm your host as always, Sean Kelly. Got with me a great guest for you guys today, Elizabeth Hipka. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Could you give people watching a quick bio on you? Oh, God. Um, yeah, I've worked in, let's say, fashion, politics, media, a bunch of other things. Wrote a few books. I'm not exactly sure what I'm known for. Unfortunately, it's like a very broad mix. People don't often get it, but it's also good because I'm actually known for more than just one viral moment, which means a lot nowadays. Nice. So, yeah. I saw you were also a model too, right? Yes, that too. <laughs> I, I said fashion, so that kind of okay. counts, right? Yeah. What was that like? I mean, that's a total different thing than what you're doing now. Um, I'm still modeling. Oh, you actually. still are? Yeah, it's obviously different now than when I started at 17, but it, it's a lot. I, I like to joke that the best way to prepare for politics was a modeling career. Mm-hmm. So that's like the worst thing you could possibly see. Like you think you've seen it all. And you go into politics. So I'd say that was a solid preparation. But <laughs> I've done like a little bit of everything in like all the scariest industries you can imagine. Nice. So what yeah. made you want to get into politics? Because that's a scary, scary world. Yeah. Um, I always say that same phrase. I'm sure you've heard it. Man makes plans. God laughs. Mm. Um, don't really know how it happened. Like truly an accident. Mm. And it also happened at like the craziest time in American history that, you know, at least in the last 20, 30 years, um, I ended up 21 in the middle of one of the craziest elections we've ever seen. Right. Um, did not expect it. Probably learned, I'd say a lot more in two, three years than I probably could have learned in 10, 20 years in a different industry or different job. So that was really special, but wow. it was absolutely crazy. Um, I kind of dipped my toe in the water. Then I took a step back. Then I went back. Now I think I'm back out, but I feel like politics is the kind of thing that once you've tasted it, you kind of can't get out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to come back in at some point. I'm taking my time, but... I'm I'm doing things here and there, but it's truly, truly crazy. Like nothing prepares you for that world. Yeah, I feel like once you go down that rabbit hole, it's tough. You yeah, know? you can't get out. I, I try to not jump in at all, but now I, I, I envy you. <laughs> well, now I kind of have to with the yeah. podcast. <laughs> and it's because the only thing anyone ever wants to talk about. Yeah, you know? and it gets a lot of views. I don't that, know why. That's but for sure. People love debating politics, no matter yeah. what the post is. Or the topic being Donald Trump. Yeah. It's just that. They find a way to tie it in. Speaking yes. of Trump, what was it like kind of working with him and what did you learn from him? Jeez. Um, I'd say the biggest thing I learned is that nothing is as it seems because 
the people that like I love and trust and people I really, really respect would have a very different opinion of the man that I knew or know in person. Mm. So I'd say just knowing how scary reality can be compared to like people's opinions, perceptions based on what they read or see or hear from others. Mm. Um, never believe anything unless you've seen it or heard it with your own eyes. It was like right. a very solid lesson to learn. Um, not just from him, but like from being around him. Yeah. But I mean, from him, just probably never to give up. I think that's kind of what he's known for. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think whether you love him or hate him, you can probably learn a lot from that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were probably hearing all sorts of stuff about him and you kind of had to just soak it in and think if this yeah. is true or not and it's kind of weird right <laughs> to this day like i'll tell people i don't blame you for hating him because if i was on the outside reading everything i was reading seeing what i was seeing like i might hate him too like mm. i get it the things that are said about him are so polar opposite sometimes from like yeah. what you actually experience um it's hard to imagine like these two alternate universes happening at once but truly i understand because people have made it so easy to despise him and to make like that your entire personality that I, I understand where people are coming from. Yeah, everyone I know that has actually dealt with him in person speaks very highly of him. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard. He has that like X factor political thing. I think Barack Obama has it. You can say like a Bernie Sanders has it. He's just kind of like the light of every room and you like gravitate towards him. He can right. fill an arena like nobody else. And I feel like that's that's something really special. Yeah. Whether, again, whether you love him or hate him, like he has like an aura about him. Absolutely. You know? So being a woman in politics, what was that like? Did you have any interesting encounters let's let's put i don't even know how to say it (laughs) yes um i like interesting encounter that's that's how i'm gonna start okay talking about it um i've had some really good and really really bad experiences again like i said the modeling world prepared me for that yeah shout out to today's sponsor rocket money guys you ever feel like money's just flying out of your account well this app might be able to help you because there's something called subscriptions that are eating at your bank account every single month and there's apps you don't know about. Delivery apps, streaming services, you name it. You're probably getting charged a monthly fee by a lot of companies and you don't even know. You can see all your subscriptions in one place on the Rocket Money app and you can cancel all the unwanted subscriptions with one tap. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months and negotiate your bills to be even lower by up to 20%. All you gotta do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that basically finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions. They help you monitor your spending and they help you lower your bills. Rocket Money has been a great experience for me personally. They've saved me money, um, hundreds of dollars on bills. They were able to go through all of my credit cards, all of my bank statements, see what I was paying for on a monthly basis. And I found a ton of stuff that I don't even use, honestly. I had an Xbox Game Pass that was being charged monthly. I don't even play games. That one was years old and they also lowered some of my bills. My phone bill and my Wi-Fi bill were pretty high. They were over 150 bucks a month and they were able to cut down on those prices. So all in all, shout out to Rocket Money, great product. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com DSH. That's rocketmoney.com DSH. Link will be in the description below. Because the way that women are looked at or treated, obviously kind of relates, unfortunately. Like you can kind of see the similarities. Um, I can't say I ever walked into a room and felt like I wasn't being judged right off the bat, even before opening my mouth. I don't know if that's solely politics. That probably happens to me in every single room. Mm. But politics, it's kind of like the old boys club. Like, it's just it's very hard, especially as a woman in your 20s. And I almost don't blame them. I mean, when I got into politics somehow, again, don't know how it happened. I didn't even have a college degree. I was 21. So I think you can imagine like the judgment there. But no, I'd say there's really not an advantage to being a woman 
in any big industry unless you really really are confident in yourself and know how to like navigate everything that's going to be thrown your way because it's it's going to be a lot Mm, interesting do you think it's good that the younger generations are caring less and less about politics do you think they're caring less uh i feel like they're not voting as much right I think they are. I'd say they care less about like politics in general, maybe more about specific issues. Yeah. Both sides really, really rally around getting young people to the polls. I think they rely on them. And I think they know that young people now with social media also, you can't really escape issues. Like it's always thrown at you, telling you you're right or wrong about an issue. You see like celebrities left and right have to like say they're for or against a certain politician. So I think it's always thrown at young people. I don't think that's a good thing at all. I Mm. love the fact that looking back, when I was, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, I definitely could not name a single like cabinet member, for example. And nowadays, like young people know everything. They're almost, they almost like have to pick Republican or Democrat before they like graduate high school, which yeah. is crazy. So I'd say it's good that young people care about issues. It's good to get involved. It's good because, I mean, tech is expanding. Like everything is growing and young people are at the forefront of that. So we need young people. At the same time, I wish people would kind of calm down because yeah. politics is not everything and you're going <laughs> to evolve so many times yeah. in your life that making a decision and like aligning with a political party, even at 25, 30 years old is a little silly. No, nah, for real. Like it ruined a lot of family dynamics, especially with oh, yeah. the Trump stuff. Like it, I yeah. saw it. It was crazy. Yeah. It, it's happened to me and my friends. I mean, it's, it's everywhere and it's like, it doesn't stop. Like I feel like I thought kind of opened people's eyes to the fact that we literally have one life. People around us could die at any moment. Yeah. And instead, I think people got more polarized than ever. Yeah, because they everyone was inside just getting brainwashed by <laughs> the media. So I guess literally. it worked for them. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of like the duopoly system like in general? Like, do you think it's outdated? Republicans, Democrats, do you like the system still? I don't like this. I don't know if anyone likes it. I think there's like an argument to be made for the fact that America's super young. Our political system is probably better than a lot of countries out there. Um, At the same time, I don't think having a two-party system, like I said, is the healthiest thing for young people. I think if you lined up 10 people outside right now and showed them like 10 bullet points for each party's platform, no one's going to agree with all 10 and Mm. they shouldn't. So I think that part is wrong. At the same time, we've done a very good job at encouraging people, I think, to go against the two-party system and both parties don't like it, but it happens a lot now more and more. And I think that's really good. Um, I think there's a Mark Twain quote, because we have the best government. Uh, money could buy. I think mm. that's the best way to put it. It's a little <laughs> cynical, but truly that's where we're at. I think right now it's going to get better. That's what the United States is about. Like we're always evolving. I do think young people are pushing very, very hard, but it's, it's a sad system. If you let it turn you into what it wants to, right. otherwise you can embrace it, vote the way you want and change up every single time. Cause that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. So if Trump runs again, are you going to help him out? <laughs> well, he is running. Oh, he is. Yeah. Um, we'll see if he needs me. Okay. Yeah. What was that like being like, you were a campaign manager, right? Definitely not. Jesus. Can you imagine? No, No, I mean, usually campaign managers are like 40 year veterans. Yeah, no. But I was one of like under 100 staffers, I'd say, in Trump Tower on the campaign. Nice. Yeah. And one of the youngest for sure. And it was super stressful, I'd imagine. It was a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I, I was also hiding it from people at the same time. So I was like a working model at the same time and not letting anyone know what I was doing. Okay. Um, I was waking up at like 4 a.m. just trying to get enough time of the day to like get my classes done because I was in school Jesus. and do my modeling. I was figure skater at the time. That's another story. Oh I gosh. was at the campaign. Like it was all day, every day. And obviously getting spit on literally figuratively and emotionally at the same time was yeah. not easy. But yeah, it was, it was a lot. Damn, you were wearing a lot of hats and th- yes. you went to Ivy League, right? Uh, I did. Yeah, twice. Jeez, so you're doing <laughs> that, which is already a full-time thing in itself and three other jobs. Yeah. But I, I saw like the school thing. It's interesting. I saw you've posted a few times, but again, like this morning, I think about yeah. 
homeschooling and like what it means to go a different route. I definitely went like polar opposite the yeah. traditional route. So though it sounds like I like went to like middle school, high school, Ivy League, that's not at all how it happened. And it's I've been to like a private Orthodox Jewish school. I attended the professional children's school in New York, which is for like working models, athletes, oh, nice. young actors. Um, I went to homeschooling. I went to virtual schooling, which is like homeschooling, but your parents are not in charge. Mm. I've done college in person, done college online. Same with the masters, like little bit of everything. So uh-huh. I think, yeah, I wouldn't just say like I went to Ivy League schools. It's more just like they were a teeny tiny part of got it. the path. So you got a unique perspective on education. Which sort of yeah. uh, schooling methods were your favorite? I mean, I loved being, I don't want to say homeschooled. I'd say virtual schooled. It's like homeschooling, but your parents are not involved. You know, okay. you have an entire school system. Everything is, you know, virtual. My parents made sure I submitted my assignments because my teachers would call them if I didn't. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of it. Um, I'd say I only liked it as much as I did because I had truly the greatest parents in the world who instead of kind of backing off because I had someone else handling it actually became more hands-on and were like, hey, people are going to judge you forever because you didn't go the traditional route. You have to prove to them why you did that. So for them, it was like, you're going to take only AP courses. You're going to do, if I got a B, like they didn't speak to me, which only happened one time. And my mom made me redo the class. Dang. Yeah. My dad was like, you're going to learn Mandarin because that's offered. In most schools, it's like very generic French, Spanish. They were very intent on making sure I took advantage of every opportunity and obviously it worked out. So I'd say never, ever, ever go the traditional route just because it's comfortable. Yeah. But still work your butt off to prove why you're doing what you're doing. Oh, I love that. So you speak Mandarin? Um, I can understand plenty. You don't want to hear me speak. Okay. But I also speak Russian and Hebrew. So Dang. It's, it's a good mix. Yeah. What about Spanish? I don't speak Spanish. Okay. I'm learning Spanish right now. How is that? It's good. I should be fluent by the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. Good. Duolingo and then watching videos. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll start and I'll, I'll yeah. beat you there. Nah, I got a head start on <laughs> <Okay>. you. Okay. <laughs> So you started a movement called Let Lest People Forget? Yeah, I mean, it's a platform, I guess, hopefully a movement too. Yeah. Um, I dealt with anti-Semitism on my own in general, mm. like after getting like a bit of a platform that was thrown my way immediately. But I also worked in that space. I ran a pack focused on support for Israel and fighting anti-Semitism. I've done a lot on that front and on like the Holocaust education front. And when Kanye West kind of went viral for everything he said last that, year, yeah. um, I think we all kind of fell apart internally, like me being such a giant Kanye West fan. But it was less Kanye and more, I was like very, very lucky growing up in New York City. So I didn't understand what it was like in other parts of the country. I didn't Mm. know that there were people who didn't really have the same opportunities I did to like learn everything that they could and have like the biggest amount of diversity of thought and people and race, religion, everything around you. Like it's very different in other places. And I remember during the Kanye situation, I was in Florida Um, met some girls at a gym who I knew who were like 16, 17 years old who asked me very basic questions about the Holocaust because Mm -hmm. they didn't know what was going on. So I was like, okay, something has to be done. Uh, Less People Forget is basically a digital Holocaust museum. You've seen them before. A lot of people run them and they do amazing work. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I wanted to take it a step further. Uh, So when you go on the platform, you can also follow the very basic steps, I think, uh, to preserve the materials on there. So God forbid in the future we face any kind of censorship you just want to fight someone who happens to have the same views that Kanye had, for example, or anything else happens. We have these opportunities to save the materials forever. So the history never, ever dies. Mm. You know, does the story and hopefully young people can kind of use the platform, use the opportunity to show their friends um, everything that they know about the Holocaust. So we don't have a lack of knowledge like we've seen lately. Nice. What ended up happening with that Kanye thing? Because it kind of <laughs> disappeared, right? I hope he's over it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he said a lot of really terrible things. Uh, at the same time, I think, 
everyone's kind of just waiting for that apology. So mm. hopefully it's coming. That's crazy. So yeah. you were a huge fan. So you got rid of all your Yeezys, all your music. I only had one pair of Yeezy boots. <laughs> They're still in my closet. Um, I don't know. The music is like an interesting conversation. People always ask me, what should we do? Yeah. I mean, it's not my business. I also like to separate the talent from the individual. I mean, we still listen to R. Kelly still plays sometimes. People listen to Michael Jackson and fight that fight. I mean, yeah. you can't, I, I can't deny talent and people love Kanye and his music's always going to inspire for different reasons. Doesn't yeah. mean that I can't think his statements are repulsive at the same time. Oh man, the R. Kelly stuff though. I, I get try so to much for this, it, but, but I still listen to R. Kelly. I know, the music is so catchy. It's phenomenal. <sighs> I, I know. I just can't stop thinking about it whenever it pops up though. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I've done a good job. I don't know. I can separate the two. Maybe that's something's wrong with me, but- you're just I just good at I can't separating, stop, I guess. Right? That's so you, what it you is. must be good at forgiving people. No. Uh-huh. Oh, you're not? <laughs> so you hold grudges? Yes, I do. Till death. What about separating like personal and business and stuff like that? I mean, if, if there's a reason someone did it and I need them for business and they're not someone that actually hurt me because, you know, we're close, then they can do whatever they want to me. But if someone, like if I've given someone any part of me and they've given me, you know, the opposite in return, mm-hmm. we are done for life. So Trump taught you that. <laughs> yeah, he's very big on yeah, that. Yeah, he does that stuff. Oh, yeah. For years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw you went on Valuetainment. I did, yeah. Yeah, what was that like? That's a huge podcast. It is, um, it was it was interesting, I think. I think we were talking about this before. Like, you can't really avoid politics. So seeing someone like Patrick Bet David, who built this giant empire, focus that heavily on politics was interesting to me. I didn't know like how political the show, his specific show had gotten. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Like people really have to kind of choose either shy away from it and keep your audience that way or lean heavily into it and yeah. hope to gain a bigger audience that way. So I thought it was interesting that he, you know, hedged his bets in the other direction. And I mean, he goes hardcore. He has people on both sides of the aisle on, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, I think, leans, leans right at this Definitely. point. <laughs> That's me being nice. Yeah, yeah I mean- <laughs> I don't blame anyone. Like everyone has their own opinion. And I think the more people are not afraid to share it, no matter what side you're on, it hopefully inspires people who are kind of scared right now too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find that balance right now. I mean, I just had on Marianne Williamson Cool. and then RFK is going to be coming on, Okay. but I like to have both sides on. Yeah. And you should. Yeah. And I don't understand people that don't support that. Yeah. Most people don't. It's, it's very strange. I think it is because you want to hear both sides. You don't want to yeah. just form an opinion off one conversation. Right. I mean, I want to hear both sides. So For I don't. Sure. I, it's we. It's like people, maybe that's where the homeschooling comes in. But you yeah. kind of have to be taught to think and understand that there is more perspectives out there than just what your teacher in that course taught you. Yeah. So maybe that's the non-traditional schooling route kind of coming back in for me. Yeah. Hopefully. Is it true people message you some nasty stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw on one podcast you said people send you swastikas. They have, yeah. That's crazy. The Holocaust denial is worse than the swastikas. Like, I can handle deleting a message with a swastika, but for yeah. some reason, like, my brain forces me to read nasty messages. Like, I can't help myself sometimes. And when people explain to me why they know for a fact the Holocaust didn't happen, those are the worst ones. I can handle the swastikas, although I wish they weren't happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the anti-Semitic ones are really bad. Obviously, we all get you're ugly, you're short, you're tall, yeah, yeah. fat, then. But the anti-Semitism was genuinely shocking to me how can people believe that you think they're just trolling like there's no way they actually believe it i mean i hope they're trolling but no i know a lot of people that i mean they put effort into proving the holocaust didn't happen i just can't see that there's so much evidence yeah which is why i appreciate you but yeah there's some folks out there that are actually i mean they get airtime like people i think nowadays whatever it takes to go viral people kind of allow on their platforms which is kind of disturbing but yeah people say a lot of crazy things wow Man, so what are you working on now? Because you said you're out of the 
political space, right, for now? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of everything. I think I'm out of the space in terms of like actually endorsing a candidate working for his or her campaign. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I do radio and TV and I, I'm talking about it all the time. Like you said, we literally can't escape that topic. Yeah. You know? So you got your own show? I do not have my own show. I'm going on everyone else's shows. <laughs> I don't really want my own. I don't know why. why. I, don't, I don't want to hear myself talk all day. I think that's what it is. See, that I, I used to feel that way, but every, I noticed everyone doesn't like to hear themselves talk. Really? So it's like a weird... Okay, thing. maybe you have better people in your life because people yeah. I know really, really, really love to hear themselves. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, everyone I talk to <laughs> says they hate it, even all my guests. You need to introduce me to the people that you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never met someone that loves their voice. I'm trying to think. I think it's more like loves their opinion and loves, okay. you know, hearing themselves out loud. Yeah. No, something about hearing myself talk, though, is like, I get like, yeah, shivers. It's, it's hard to get used to. Yeah. But no, I think you'd crush it. You got to consider you. where are you based? Uh, between Florida and New York. Yeah, Miami or New York would be great markets. For yeah, it. no, there's a lot of opportunity. I think it's just, I'm trying to see what direction the world is going in. And mm -hmm. I think no one can figure it out. Yeah. I just finished school. Like I just finished graduate school okay. early this summer. What so did you I, major in? Uh, NGO, nonprofit leadership. Damn. Yeah, so I was very, very focused on that. I wanted to finish my master's in under a year. So I just spent like 10 hours a day studying. Mm -hmm. So kind of escaping that back to reality, trying to like figure out what to do. Like there's so many opportunities out there, but you don't want to do the wrong ones. Yeah. So I'm testing the waters. Nice. You're like yeah. one of my few guests that have graduated college and let alone get a master's. I think you might be the only Is one. Is that good or bad? Uh, no, it's interesting. Okay, good. Yeah. Because most people drop out. Well, I'm friends with a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah, they so do. a lot of them end up dropping out. Yeah. But what do you want to do with your degree, like with the nonprofit stuff? Um, I mean, I had my own nonprofit. I've done volunteer work literally forever. My I mean, everyone has big dreams and people laugh when I say it. My dream is literally to end homelessness in my yeah. lifetime. I don't know how that's going to happen, but it's always been my dream to run like a really big, you know, nonprofit fighting homelessness. I think in general, I've enjoyed the not like the actual volunteer side more like being behind the scenes on like the fundraising front. Like those things are so horrible compared to actually like handing out meals or care packages or Christmas gifts or mm -hmm. so many things. So I'm going to have to find like the balance between actually running a nonprofit and doing the work on the ground, which is the more special part. Yeah. But I've always been involved with nonprofits since I was like 17. So I, I just knew that that was where I was going to like head in, in the future. It's just trying to find like a solid balance. The homelessness stuff is interesting to me because I always see this stuff on social media where yeah. it's like if the richest people in the world gave everyone like 20K or whatever, yeah. it wouldn't even affect them. I mean, every time I spend money on anything, I'm like, why am I doing this when I could just... But if you think about like political campaigns, people always say like the hundreds of millions, if not, you know, billions of dollars going into campaigns for so many candidates that end up dropping out. Mm -hmm. Like if Ron DeSantis decided that he didn't want to run and all yeah. the money spent on Ron DeSantis' sinking ship of a campaign mm. went to fighting homelessness in Florida. I think he'd help a lot of people. So things wow. like that kind of. Wait, so they're actually spending a hundred million dollars? I think they're spending a lot more than that. Yeah. Holy <laughs> crap! I didn't even know. Oh, so all the donations, right? So it right. Adds up. So there's obviously small dollars, which could be five, ten, twenty dollars from actual just Americans that want to help, and then there's yeah. the big donors that come in, and then there's your campaign raises money, and then your PAC raises money, and there's outside groups. Wow. It's, it's hundreds of millions. Holy minimum. crap. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Even Bernie Sanders was spending that much? I would think so. Yeah, you have to. <sighs> yeah, wow. he might have been getting it more from small dollars. Like, I think a lot of people like Bernie, much like Trump, much like Barack Obama, they truly have the support of Amer the American people. Then there's yeah. candidates like Ron DeSantis who have the support of kind of like a few very, very high profile, very wealthy, yeah. large, you know, large dollar donors. And that's that's very different. Yeah, I know you're outside the space now, but who do you see winning the next election? Um, I don't want to predict 
it's always so embarrassing. I don't know why people do it. Like, in you think it's embarrassing? The amount of people that will just risk it all and sit on TV and say, this is what's about to happen, yeah, I think yeah. is crazy. How they didn't learn in 2016. Like, I watched the entire world predict Hillary Clinton was about to be president. Right. How they didn't learn from that, like, not to bring him up again, but people told me like two months ago, Ron DeSantis was the next president of the United States. And right now, there's probably nothing more embarrassing than working for like his sinking ship of a campaign. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. think keeping up with it. Good. Don't, don't bother. <laughs> but that's, that's the problem. So I feel like I'm going to say nothing. Okay. So I don't have an embarrassing clip go viral when whatever happens, that's happens. Smart. Yeah, but I will say it looks like it will be Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. And whether you love Donald Trump or hate him, you really, really, really cannot underestimate him. Like what he did to the machine behind Hillary Clinton, what he did just to the Republican Party alone that still can't figure out how to deal with him, yeah. that is not a small feat. So I would I would never underestimate him, indictments or not. Yeah, they're trying to lock him up. Yes, they are. Sucks. <laughs> they really Isn't he are. locked up right now, actually? No. Oh, no. he's not? He's never oh, been actually locked oh, up. Oh, okay. Like, he goes in for an arraignment and he gets out, like, two hours later. What are they trying to get him for right now? I saw, like, a week ago or something. So there's four. The there's next four? There's, there's three right now. There's going to be another one probably the next few weeks in Holy Georgia. Crap. I hope... I think I'm right, and that's the last one. So why is there that many at the same time? That's how much it takes to stop a candidate <laughs> that popular. I don't know. It's a, it's a lot. Damn. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess, <laughs> what do you want to end off with? Anything you're trying to promote? Not really. I'm just being a decent person, I think. It's a good not, message. Not, not enough people yeah. try to promote that. Yeah. Yeah, be a good person, guys. Yeah, Please. it's not that hard. It's like, not it's that really hard. not hard. Yeah, just no. be around good people, and usually that helps. Yeah, true. Or it's almost less important to be around good people and more important to get rid of bad people. Yeah. yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Elizabeth Pipko on, I want to say, Instagram, Twitter, and any other platforms I'm forgetting. All right. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for watching, guys. I'll see you next time. <laughs>